That's the scene from Sears Radio Theater, which will be brought to you Monday through Friday on this station. Today you can laugh with Andy Griffith as your host for things that are funny. Tomorrow, Vincent Price will bring you a generous helping of mystery, suspense, and detective stories. Thursday, Cicely Tyson will enthrall you with tales of love and hate, dramas involving human emotion. Friday, Richard Widmark will host tales of adventure in outer space, under the sea, anywhere there is adventure. And on Monday, you'll hear stories of the Golden West and the West we know today with Lauren Green as your host. The Sears Radio Theater will begin after this message from your local station. KMOX, St. Louis. This is Andy Griffith. We're just about to enter the Bentley residence. It's all right. Come on in. Well, it looks as though Elizabeth has redone the fire again. New carpet, new wallpaper. Whenever she's bored, Elizabeth redecorates the house. She's been redecorating a lot lately. As an attorney, Joe is kept busy at the office. Very busy. He's a divorce attorney. It's early, though, so I'm sure they're both home. Probably upstairs, still asleep. Joe and Elizabeth have been happily married for almost ten years now. Of course, they have their little differences now and then, but nothing really serious. Cassie, the Bentley's housekeeper, will probably come barrel-housing out of the kitchen any second to find out what's going on up there. Nothing ever goes on in the Bentley household without Cassie having her say about it. Yes, sir, here she comes. And, uh-oh, something's up, all right. Here come the Bentleys. They both look like they're moving out. Uh, uh, I, I think our story's about to begin. Here's Radio Theater, a new adventure in radio listening. Brought to you five nights a week by Sears Roebuck and Company. Sears, where America shops. Your host, Lorne Green. I'll bring you stories of the Old West and the New. Andy Griffith with a look at the funny side of life. Vincent Price with tales of mystery and suspense. Cicely Tyson with stories about love, hate, and related things. Richard Whitmer. I'll bring you stories of pure adventure. Five nights of exceptional entertainment every week. Brought to you in Elliot Lewis production of The Sears Radio Theater. Our story, And Baby Makes Four, by Shirley Gordon. Our stars, Mary Jane Croft and Elliot Reed. Andy Griffith here. I don't want to get in the way. Just want to remind you that the man and woman funking downstairs with their suitcases banging into everything are not what you might define as America's most happily married truth. Now, hold on there, you two. Who's leaving and who's staying? I am. I'm, I'm leaving and he's staying. Look, if you can't even talk without each other, how do you think you're going to get... If a... Mr. Bentley would be enough of a gentleman to allow me to speak... If Mrs. Bentley would be enough of a lady to allow me to be a gentleman... Obviously, as a husband, I should be the one to leave. Oh, listen to him, Cassie. He's just an old-fashioned, gentlemanly male chauvinist. Oh, um... Here, Cassie. 
If I get any important calls, this is where you can reach me. Until I find a nice, swinging singles apartment. You don't know what it does to me to watch somebody just stand there and let a man get away. He's not leaving me. I'm leaving him. I'll let you know where you can send the rest of my things as soon as I'm settled. Meanwhile, I'll be at the Buckland Hotel. But, but the reason I became a housekeeper was so I wouldn't have to live alone. The Buckland. Hmm. Must be some hotel, since everybody's going there. <laughs> You'll enjoy your stay with us, Mr. Bentley. Thank you. 3805, Jimmy. Oh, the elevator's this way, sir. Thank you. Excuse me. Hmm? Excuse me. I'd like a sweet tea. I'm not sure how long I'll be staying. Yes, ma'am. If you'll just sign the register. We are very happy to have you with us, Mrs. Bentley. Thank you. Uh, let me see. Will sweet 807 be all right? Why? Is there something wrong with it? No, no, no of course not. Except that it's right next to Suite 805. What's wrong with Suite 805? Oh, nothing, nothing. Except that it's right next to Suite 807. Oh, well, I'm not superstitious about numbers. Oh, yes, ma'am. I, I mean, no, ma'am. Suite 807, Billy. The new Elizabeth. Let's have lunch and you'll find out what I mean. You can meet me here at the hotel. You heard me. That's what it's about. Joe and I have finally decided to split. In fact, I've already moved up. What do you care where Joe is, anyway? Well, yes, I suppose he is fair game now, but you could at least wait until the body's lukewarm. Uh, look, on second thought, Margot, I'm not sure about lunch today. I'll call you back. Hello, Harry. Hey, this is Joe. Joe Bentley. Listen, Harry, how about a game? Poker. You're kidding. Was it that long ago? Five kids. Sounds like you've been busier than I have, Harry. <laughs> well, g give my regards to the little woman. See you around. Yeah. So long, Harry. Bentley residence, more or less. Hello, Cassie. I just thought I'd call to find out how things are at the house. Lonesome. What do you think? How are things where you are? Oh, fine. It's a lovely hotel. Yeah? Well, you know the service isn't bad here, either. Yes, Cassie, I know. Oh, by the way, have you run into anybody there that you know? No. Why? Oh, I just wondered. Uh, you haven't heard anything from Mr. Bentley, have you? No. But if he calls, should I give him a message? Oh, no. No, no message. Hmm. I'll talk to you later, Cassie, all right? Sure. I think somebody around here ought to still talk to somebody. Mr. Bentley. How did you know it was me, Tassie? You're the only one left. I guess you're wondering how things are here at the house? Oh, well, yeah, I uh, I just thought I'd call and... How are things at the house? Quiet. 
I, um, I hear your hotel is lovely. It's okay. Where did you hear that? Oh, somebody else I know is staying there. Oh. Mrs. Bentley hasn't called by any chance, has she? Yep. Is everything all right with her? She's staying in a lovely hotel. Did she? I mean, um, are, are, are there any messages for me? One. Miss Margot Graham called. Margot? You're sure she didn't want Mrs. Bentley? Positive. She was very explicit on that point. Huh. Well, okay, thanks. I'll check with you later. I'll be here. Somebody has to stay and look after the goldfish. Room service. Your order, ma'am. Fine. I think I'll have it out on the balcony, please. It's a beautiful day. Yes, ma'am. Here you are. Thank you. You're welcome, man. Enjoy the day. I expect you. Come in. Uh, would you like to have your drink out on the balcony, sir? It's a beautiful day. Huh? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, that'll be fine. There you are, sir. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Enjoy the day. I plan to. Joe, is that you? Liz, what the hell are you doing here? What am I doing here? What are you doing here? With all the hotels there are in this town? Why did you have to pick this one? I heard the view was nice. I didn't know you came with it. So, where do we go from here? Not we, me. No, I wouldn't think of interfering with your plans. You can stay here, I'll leave. Oh, where did this chivalry come from all of a sudden? With you, it isn't easy. Maybe because I've been married to you for too many years. You do what you want to do. I'm leaving. Not before I do. Bentley residence? No, neither one of them's here. Only the residence. Yes, I can take a message for them. What? Would you mind repeating that, please? Honey, I could swear you keep saying that Mr. and Mrs. Bentley are going to have a baby. Well, here's the pickle. Elizabeth's left home in a kiss. And right behind her, husband Joe's left her. Old faithful Cassie stayed behind to care for home and hearth until matters get straightened out. And now, lo and behold, she finds out these two unhappy folks are about to become one mother and one father. What are they going to do about it, she might ask. Good question. Hello? It's me. Oh, yes, Cassie. I was going to call you. I'm not going to be staying here at the hotel after all. That's good, because I think you better come home. Why? What is it? Something wrong? That all depends on how you look at it. Are you sitting down and do you have some smelling salts handy? Would you please just tell me what it is you have to tell me? Okay. You're going to have a baby. I'm going to what? The adoption people called. You and Mr. Bentley wanted to adopt a baby once, remember? But that was... That was more than a year ago. Babies take time. Well, didn't you tell them we couldn't now, that it's impossible? I didn't get the chance to tell them anything. They just kept saying everything's all set. Well, everything couldn't be more unset. Well, what about Mr. Bentley? Should I call and tell him the news? No. No, never mind, Cassie. I'll be home as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
think you happened to run into Mrs. Bentley by any chance? Yes, I did, by chance. Oh, then she told you. Told me what? Then she didn't tell you. Didn't tell me what? Well, I really think it's Mrs. Bentley's place to tell you. Kathy, Mrs. Bentley and I are not exactly on speaking terms. Well, the message was for both of you. What message? About the baby. What baby? Yours. Mine? Right. Run that past me once again, slowly, okay? Okay, but that isn't going to change anything. Someone left a message for Mrs. Bentley and me, right? Right. About a baby? Right. What about a baby? That you've got one. Boy or girl? Boy. Mrs. Bentley and I have a baby boy. Well, not a baby exactly. He's five years old, they said. We have a baby boy, five years old. Ah, that adoption business we looked into. But that was at least... Over a year ago. The five-year-old babies take longer. That was when things were different. That was when... You and Mrs. Bentley were on speaking terms. Yes, right. I hope you explained that to them. I mean, it's impossible now. What would we do with... A boy, huh? Five years old? He's a little half-and-half kid from Vietnam. He's what? You know, the unknown soldier in the... Kathy, I read the G.I. Overseas Manual. Well, what would Mrs. Bentley and I do with the... You must have told them that you weren't fussy. Well, we weren't. We're not. But the whole thing is out of the question now. Even if you were an all-American kid with red hair, blue eyes, and freckles. And if you didn't explain that to them, you'd better call them right back. <laughs> Mr. Bentley's car's outside. Well, he didn't bring it in. I don't think he's planning to stay. Where is he? Upstairs. You didn't tell him, did you? Well, I thought he had a right to know if he's going to be the father. Cassie, there is not going to be a baby. It's a little late to say that by about five years. Five years? You mean she isn't even a baby? She isn't even a she. A boy? A five-year-old boy? And chances are he doesn't have red hair, blue eyes, and freckles. This kid didn't do anything right. Didn't Mr. Bentley tell you to call them back and cancel the order? Well, then, tell them we're sorry for any trouble they went to. Too bad the kid went to the trouble of being born. Mr. Bentley and I are not responsible for that. Neither is the kid. All right, I'll call. Or I'll ask Mr. Bentley to call. So, what do we do now? Drop start? You mean uh, about who's going to stay here at the house? Well, you are, of course. I'll get a room at a motel near the office until I find something else. Will you call the adoption people and explain? Of course. Too bad. For the kid's sake, I mean. What's going to happen to him now, I wonder? Well, they'll probably find another couple who... No, they're going to stay married forever. Joe, there isn't any point to this. Just call and get it over with. And forget all about it. We both have a lot of forgetting to do. Liz, I want to let the kid come. What? You haven't seen those kids over there the way I have, or you'd feel the same way. What are you talking about? What kids over where? Oh, Cassie didn't get around to telling you that part. What? What part? The part where G.I. Joe meets a Vietnamese Madame Butterfly. You mean the child is Vietnamese? The half of him that doesn't fit in over here is. The half of him that doesn't fit in over there is American. Look, all I was thinking is that, well, we could go along with this thing long enough to get the kid over here at least. And then what? Well, I'm a lawyer. I'll think of something. 
At least he'd be here, getting the right things to eat and everything. But it, it wouldn't change anything between us. Well, we'd just have to pretend a little longer, that's all. I'd have to keep on living here for a while. I can sleep in the den. We'd fix up the guest room for the kid. <laughs> Fixing up a nursery at this point in our marriage, it'd be funny if it weren't so hilarious. Oh, Cassie will take care of everything. You don't have to worry. So, what do we do now? I guess I'd better call and try to find out just when this blessed event is supposed to happen. I'll tell Cassie, since she's the one who'll be going into labor. Oh, good afternoon, Mr. Bentley. I thought you weren't coming into the office today. Couldn't stay away. Anything important? I've put some things on your desk, but nothing really urgent. Good, good, good. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Bentley, but I didn't know you played football. Oh, oh, this. <laughs> it's a present for someone. A surprise. But as a matter of fact, I used to play a lot back in college. <laughs> Feels good to have the old pigskin again. I suppose so. Is Mr. Bentley in? Uh, yes. Uh, well, shall I stay home? Oh, never mind. I'm an old friend of the family. 32, 57, 23. Ha, ha. May I play, too? Oh, <laughs> hello, Margot. I'm, uh, I'm not bad at intercepting a pass. I, uh, wasn't expecting anyone. I told your secretary I wanted to surprise you. I didn't know you were busy. Exercise. You know, these desk jobs. I'm in the mood for a little celebrating. How about taking me out for a drink? Celebrating? Yeah. I'm kind of in the mood myself. I thought you might be. That's why I stopped by. You got a deal. Only, how'd you know? Have you talked to Elizabeth today? As soon as she called me with the news, I couldn't wait to see you. Ah. I'm surprised she's spreading it around already. I was delighted to be the first to know. Oh, uh, Lenore, as long as there's nothing urgent, I'm going out for a bit. I'll be back in about half an hour. Don't rush me. Or so. Yes, sir. Congratulations or commiserations? I'm very good at both. Why don't we risk congratulations? I'll drink to that. Did Elizabeth call you or did you call her? She called me. She seemed eager to spread the word. Oh? Oh, maybe she's happier about it than I thought. She said it was her idea in the first place. Now that I think about it, I guess it was. Frankly, I don't really care whose idea it was. It's just great good news. Understand, it's not going to change anything between Elizabeth and me. It's not? No. We'll just go on pretty much as we have. Oh? We'll still live together, of course. For a while, at least. Uh, won't that be a little inconvenient? <laughs> we'll both just have to learn to be more tolerant. Mm, Broad-minded might be a better word. I think she's a fool. A fool? To let you get away. Well, maybe we're both a couple of fools. But as I said, finding out that we have this kid on the way doesn't change anything. This what? The kid Elizabeth told you about. Didn't tell me about a kid? When did you? Any time now, it seems. You mean right away? I thought you said Elizabeth called you about all this. What have we been celebrating? Uh, I, uh... I think I'd better get you back to your office. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't any time for a family breadwinner to goof off, is it? Uh, 
Not with this cookie. I only pick on people my own size. A baby is out of my league. Well, this kid isn't a baby, exactly. It's a boy. Five years old. Amazing how time flies when you're having a good martini. Around. I thought we were going shopping. Oh, you go, Tessie. There's no point in my going. Oh, he's going to be your kid. At least for a while. I had nine years to get used to being a wife and I didn't make it. You do the best you can with the shopping, Tessie. I just, I don't feel up to it. <laughs> and, uh, before you go, will you take that picture and put it away someplace out of sight? Your, your wedding picture? Oh, now, wouldn't it be kind of nice to leave it out just for the kid? So he could feel legitimate for a change. Tessie. Mr. Bentley and I have agreed this child is not going to change a thing between us. Well, then you put the picture away. I'm not going to do all your dirty work for you. Well, that's one way of putting it away. Oh, wait till that poor kid gets here. He thinks the war is over. of morning sickness if it weren't three o'clock in the afternoon, and if your husband hadn't already told me that you've ordered a little ready-made model. Joe told you? Hmm. We had a drink together to celebrate. I hope you don't mind. Oh, why should I mind? Yes. I see. Why should you? Oh, don't. No, that was just a little accident. You weren't kidding when you said you were breaking up your marriage. And what's all this about adopting a child at this point? And why Chinese? Vietnamese. Joe wasn't too informative. I'm afraid I'm not going to be either. What's the big mystery? Motherhood, as far as I'm concerned. I must say, you don't sound too inspired. Would you be if you just learned you were about to become the mother of a starving refugee? You mean this was all Joe's idea? No. We both agreed to it. Hmm. I got the idea you two weren't in agreement on anything these days. So you didn't waste any time moving in on the situation. And moving out again under the circumstances. Has anybody told this poor kid what he's in for? Seems to me he'd be better off staying in China. Vietnam. Fortunately, there's Tassie. Oh, then this was all Tassie's idea. It doesn't matter whose idea it was. The child will be here soon. And the patter of little feet is all you need in your cozy little love nest. Oh, Margot, you're I a... just believe in facing facts. A spade's a spade. You can't make it into a heart. Well, you can relax. Joe and I aren't kidding ourselves. I know exactly what you need. Get yourself freshened up, and I'll meet you for cocktails at Tony's around five. All right? I don't know. Exactly what do you have in mind? Trust me. See you at five. Oh, hello, Tessie. Hi. My goodness. It looks as though you brought out the town. Don't forget, Liz. Tony's at five. Well, how'd the shopping go, Tassie? Look! For heaven's sake! If you had to get so much, you should have had it delivered. I did. The truck will be here tomorrow. <laughs> Liz, there you are. 
Good girl. I was afraid your impending motherhood had you completely immobilized. All right, Margo, what are you up to? Just what is it that you think I need? Not what, who. And here he comes now. Do you believe it? Oh, Margo, really? Well, after all, Liz, you're practically a divorcee, aren't you? And you're not a mother yet. Uh, Bill, darling, sit down. This is the Elizabeth I told you about. And I'm thoroughly intrigued. How are you? How do you do? What did you tell him? Liz, this is Bill Beaumont. And if you think he looks like something off the cover of a magazine, he is. <laughs> well, it's a living. Uh, but let's not talk about me. Let's talk about you, little mother. I beg your pardon? I think it's just beautiful how you're setting aside your own pain and misery to take in some starving little oriental waif. But I... Relax, Let me just go for a change. What do you get to me? But you have it already lost. Well, I... Good, good. Now drink up, girls, and we shall proceed to hit every disco in town. <laughs> Don't bother. Nobody's husband is asleep. Oh. oh. There was no reason for you to wait up for me. I didn't. Oh, did he wake you? Sorry. But it's good to see you, Joe. You look so warm and rumpled in your jammies. I'll tell you what happened, Joe. Margot said your wife needed a little relaxation, so I... Oh, no, this is Bill. He's a model. A model what? Photographer's model. You know, horses, the west. Show him your tattoo, Bill. <laughs> Had it done especially. I believe in realism in my work. Admirable. Well, now that we're all here, no reason to let the party die. Oh, it'll have to live on without me. I, I don't feel so good all of a sudden. Oh, what's the matter, little mother? Just a little three o'clock in the morning sickness. Well, then you better get her right to bed, Joe. Uh, come on, Margot. Time for us to tiptoe away like little bitty mice. Oh, well... Another time, Joe, darling. I'll be seeing you, little mother. Oh, shut up. Oh, oh and good morning to you, too. Uh, oh, Cassie, if you lay that tray full of food in my lap, you are fired. Star the fever, see the hangover. I hear you had a hot date with John Travolta last night. I gather you've seen Mr. Bentley this morning. On his way out. He said you could reach him at the office if you get any news. I'm not up to any news today. If anybody calls, I'm not in. Bentley residence? Yes, Mrs. Bentley is in. Just a minute. Oh. Okay, I'll make a deal. You eat the breakfast and I'll answer the phone. Well, if you put it that way. Um, can I take a message? Right. Thank you. Yes, what is it? It's the kid. He's on his way. What What do you mean he's on his yes. way? I mean, the storage has taken off. Only in this case, he's coming by jet. You mean the child is actually going to be here soon? Even sooner. Try six o'clock tonight. Oh, don't worry. With luck, baby, your head will be back by then. <laughs> to 
for it to pick him up, and I think it should be both of us. Why? Why give him the wrong idea right from the start? Look, he's going to be set straight soon enough, but right now, he's a little kid landing in a strange place. He'll need somebody to comfort him, like a... Like a mother. Well, he's so young. I don't know how to talk to a five-year-old kid, especially one that doesn't understand English. Look, I agree. We should both go, but honestly, Joe, I... I don't think I could make it the way I'm feeling. You picked a great time to go disco hopping. Well, I don't think it's a hangover. I, it's like flu or something. Anything that gives you an out, right? Well, there's still a few hours. Maybe I'll feel better by then. Maybe you'd better feel better by then. Oh. No, 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 don't look at me. I'm the home front welcome committee. I'll have the hot meal and the warm bed ready. I can't do everything. But, Cassie, I really, I just feel awful. For you, I have in mind a cold shower. Did he sleep? Almost before his head hit the pillow. Poor little guy. I don't think he knows what's happening. I'm still working on it myself. What did he do when he first came off the plane and saw you? Started to cry. I never stopped. Until I gave him a lollipop to suck on. I've been wondering about that. How do you happen to have a lollipop in your pocket? I've been trying to quit smoking. Oh, that's right. I forgot. How you doing? Please. Maybe the kid will help you quit. I mean, you'll be too busy playing football. Maybe. Only I can't count on the kid as a permanent solution. You keep forgetting that, Cassie. Why can't I when everybody keeps reminding me? But, for the moment at least, it looks like we're in the parent business. For better or worse. As someone said on another auspicious occasion. <laughs> This is a surprise. Come in. Is the bar open? For you, any time. Got any rocks, right? Right. Cheers. How'd you find out where I live? Well, Liz has a handy address book. Oh. It's been weeks since I've seen either of you. I gather the kid was keeping you both pretty busy. He is. He could get under your skin if you let him. But you're not going to let him. The only way to do that is to get away. Which brought you here? Seemed as good a place as any. Ah. You sure know how to set a girl up, don't you, pal? Oh, don't think you haven't looked interesting to me at times, pal. How about now? How about now? What's the matter? You don't hear me complaining, do you? No, but... You don't have to make excuses to me about still being in love with your wife. I don't know if I'm still in love with Elizabeth. I haven't been able to give up smoking either. All right, then. Maybe it's just your new father image getting in the way. I have to admit that Joey keeps popping into my head. Joey? A Joe Jr.? You really are asking for it, aren't you? No, it's not for me. It's for the G.I. Joe who started him on his way. Ah. And how's Elizabeth taking to little Joe Jr.? I don't know. You'll have to ask her. I think I will. Where do you think you're going? Miss Graham just called. I'm going to meet at the cocktails. It'll be good to get out for a little while and think things over. Oh, you never heard the old saying about running away. I don't want to hear it now. Anyway... Mr. Bentley's turn with Joey. I know. I ought to print up a schedule for the kid. 
What are they going to do today, do you know? Mr. Bentley says he's going to take Joey fishing. Mr. Bentley is the one who's going to wind up getting hooked. And you're not? Cassie! I'll see you later, Cassie. Tell Joey if I don't get home before his bedtime, I'll see him in the morning. Huh. Well, I got all the fishing gear together. Where's Joey? I'm looking for his sneakers. His sneakers? Yeah, you see him anywhere? Oh, uh, as a matter of fact, I took them. Well, you know, guys sometimes get their kids' shoes bronzed to keep on their desk at the office. They make great bookends. <laughs> yeah. Only usually they bring the kid out grows them. Well, I guess Joey better not wear them fishing then. If he fell in, he'd sink. Sorry. Oh, it's all right. He wants to wear his cowboy boots anyway. I'll buy him a new pair of sneakers tomorrow. They make great pencil holders, too. <laughs> you're doing today? Babysitting? Yes. We take turns. I know. He told me. You've seen Joe? Once. With feelings. He came over to my place one night. Voluntarily. And? And left voluntarily. For one thing, he's getting hung up on that kid. How about you? Joey's only side. We can't ask him to put things back together for us. You don't have to. Look again. Nothing's really come apart. Where's Joey? Gone to bed. Joe, I've done some serious thinking. So have I. I want to. I want to keep. keep... <laughs> well, what are we going to have? A custody battle? I mean it, Joe. So do I. Well, then I guess that's what we're going to have. But I win. I'm the mother. Oh, no, no, no. Things have changed. You better get yourself a good lawyer. I already have one. Liz, are you sure it isn't just Joey coming into our life? And... No, I'm sure. I found out you're a habit I don't want to break. Like smoking. Pardon me, but I could have told you that in the first place and saved you all that trouble. Cassie, please. And Joe, I guess now's the time to tell you something else. What? That morning after sickness I had, I went to the doctor for it. The doctor? How do you think Joey's going to feel about a little brother or sister? I think Joey's going to love it. <laughs> Nothing like getting the ball rolling in the right direction. a week by Sears Roebuck and Company. Sears, where America shops. And Baby Makes Four was written by Shirley Gordon, produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. Your host was Andy Griffin. Our stars were Mary Jane Croft and Elliot Reed. Also heard were Elvia Allman, Doris Singleton, Byron Kane, Lenore Kingston, and Sidney Miller. The music for Sears Radio Theater was composed and conducted by Nelson Rizzo. Mark Gilmore.
The Elliot Lewis production of Sears Radio Theater is a presentation of CBI. Foreign Ministry sources are quoted as saying the Israeli cabinet will consider a U.S. plan for reconvening the stalled peace talks with Egypt. I'm Christopher Glenn, reporting on the CBS radio network. The Foreign Ministry source, quoted by the Associated Press, says the cabinet will take up the U.S. proposal at its regular meeting on Sunday, and the cabinet will seek to have the peace talks resumed in a location which would permit quick consultations. Secretary of State Vance said yesterday the new talks probably would be held in Washington. In Tel Aviv, meantime, a leading member of the Israeli cabinet is proposing the U.S. be kept out of the negotiations. Dan Rabiv reports. Agriculture Minister Ariel Sharon, who is in charge of Jewish settlements in the occupied territories, is proposing that Israel return to Egypt now, the largest Arab town in the occupied Sinai, El Arish. Sharon says this would be a gesture by Israel aimed at getting Egypt to agree to direct talks without American mediation. Sharon told interviewers that the United States has been managing the Mideast peace talks according to its own interests. And he said the U.S. is working toward a Palestinian homeland or state on the occupied West Bank of the Jordan, something unacceptable to Israel. Sharon is generally viewed as a hardliner, a war hero suspicious of Egypt's intentions. But his close friends say Minister Sharon has adopted the view of most Israelis, that a peace treaty with Egypt is inevitable. Sharon, however, believes Israel could get better terms talking directly to Egypt without U.S. involvement. At least through the next round of talks, the full cabinet is not expected to approve his proposal. Dan Ravie for CBS News, Tel Aviv. We'll have more CBS News in one minute. Hello? Marge, it's Fran. Oh. Did I wake you up? Oh, no, I always talk like this in the middle of the night. Oh, anything wrong? Nothing, really. It's just one of those nights when I can't fall asleep. I took an aspirin, but it did nothing for me. Why should it? Aspirin's for headaches. What you need is a sleeping aid. On the way to work, pick up some compost. Headaches? <laughs> Take aspirin. Sleepless night? Take Compose. C-O-M-P-O-Z. Taken as directed before you go to bed, Compose actually helps you fall asleep when you want to fall asleep at bedtime. Marge Walker. Marge? Fran. Thought I'd call you during the day this time so as not to scare you to death. Hi. How's the Compose work? Oh, great. I don't get sleepless nights often, but if I do again, Compose is what I'll take. Headache? Take aspirin. Sleepless night? Take Compose. C-O-M-P-O-Z. Take only as directed. Compose is available in all drug counters. The Department of Agriculture held public hearings in Detroit today, getting comments on proposals to restrict sales of so-called junk food in schools, which participate in the National School Lunch Program. Assistant Agriculture Secretary Carol Foreman chaired the hearing and told the news conference her concerns. I am very much concerned about the fact that... Uh... The taxpayer spends $2.5 billion, $3 billion on school lunch and school breakfast each year, and uh, that we have a responsibility to see that that money is well used uh, and that it uh, accomplishes its purposes. Opponents of junk food sales in schools spoke of manufacturers who make profits selling what were called second-class foods, which cause children's teeth to rot. Industry representatives countered that barring such sales would rob school officials of control over school policy. Millicent farmers were permitted to pass police blockades for a traffic-snarling tractorcade past the White House this afternoon, but only for about an hour. They returned to the barricade area, joining more than a 1,000 other farm vehicles there before the peak of the rush hour traffic hit. Agriculture Secretary Bob Berglund said the two-day demonstration was an unmitigated disaster, and he assailed calls by the militants, supporters of the American agriculture movement, for higher government price supports on crops, and he called them just old-fashioned greed. Chinese Vice Premier Deng Xiaoping, his American visit over, went to bed early in Tokyo tonight, drained by the cold he caught in the United States. 
Dung canceled a dinner appointment in the Japanese capital and retired, hoping, a spokesman said, to conserve his energies for talks with Japanese leaders coming up tomorrow. We'll have more CBS News following this message. I know my friend Marge so well that if she happens to call early in the morning, I know exactly what she's going to say. She'll say, I hope I didn't wake you. Sally, I hope I didn't wake you. She'll say, but I had to talk to you. But I had to talk to you. She'll say, my boyfriend. My boyfriend and I are into a problem. He wants to disco on wheels and my ankles just can't take it. But he won't go near a regular dance floor now that he's discovered skates. Sally, I feel better just telling you about it. Then she'll say, I haven't even asked how you are. I haven't even asked how you are. Well, next time. Thanks, Sally. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. That's my friend Marge. And as well as I know her is how much I love her. Dell directs state to state without operator assistance and saves 60% before 8 in the morning and evenings after 11, except Alaska and Hawaii. The Dell system. Four government agencies have agreed on ways to identify cancer-causing substances. That move is described as a major step toward unifying the government's overall approach to dealing with cancer problems. Researchers at the Roswell Park Memorial Institute in Buffalo, New York, meantime, say they've gotten very encouraging results with a new vaccine, which seems to improve the survival chances of people who have had lung cancer surgery. I'm Christopher Glenn, CBS News. Good evening, I'm Jackson Kane, KMOX Radio News. Former Missouri House Speaker Richard Rabbit rejected in an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court for a new trial, has been sentenced to four years in prison, a $7,000 fine, and five years probation. Rabbit was convicted of corruption in office. Aldermanic races in St. Louis City's even-numbered wards today and in many parts of St. Louis and St. Charles County, voters decided on taxes and school bonds, and some results are in from St. Charles County. Orchard Farm R5 School District passed a bond issue on their 15th try. The Wentzville R4 school district passed an almost $2 million bond issue to finance additions to two new schools. Jefferson County, Crystal City, narrowly passed a $795,000 bond issue in addition to an elementary school. And in Jefferson County, Water District Number 1 approved a $250,000 bond issue, 3 to 1, for new buildings. A 22-year-old Cahokia, Illinois man who faces the death penalty has pleaded guilty to murder and four counts of attempted murder in the holdup of the State Park Cafe. The trial of Eugene Walker, Jr. had to be delayed until Tuesday because Walker's fifth attorney refused to represent him. Unemployment benefits for some people are now subject to state and federal income tax. The Missouri Division of Employment Security said they doesn't mean much change to government, but they do say the cost of their operation will go up. An agency spokesman said benefits were exempted from taxes prior to January the 1st. Cloudy weather with occasional light snow tonight, little or no accumulation, colder by morning, low 10 to 15, clearing Wednesday with a high near 30, increasing cloudiness Wednesday night, low near 10. We have a chance for snow Thursday with a high in the 20s. Right now in the St. Louis metropolitan area, cloudy skies, barometric pressure falling, 29.92. Southeast winds at 5, humidity 78%, and we have 31 degrees. <laughs> 